Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Wrap up the year with holiday cheer at the all-new Bush Gardens Christmas Celebration. Experience a winter wonderland as you walk through eight festive villages with twinkling lights, holiday decor, and entertainment. Bush Gardens Christmas Celebration is a limited capacity event. Select dates through January 3rd. Take advantage of the biggest sale of the year going on now through November 27th. Buy one two-park membership, get one half off during the Black Friday sale. Make your reservation today. Restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin Here with my guest co-host today Jay Washington oh, Thank you for having me man This is fun I uh, Yeah Everyone was pumped on uh, His last appearance When I was out of town So So in other uh, words Leave more <laughs> <laughs> Well it's good to know I have a backup When I do leave Yeah But, but yeah So I uh, You know Normally Wrestling Sheet Radio the, the, the What we talk about The top stories in wrestling Would come out today But it's a big weekend For professional wrestling Double or nothing is starting Yes It's, 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 a, it's the kickoff Of all elite wrestling it's a big day, I think, Saturday, right? We, you know what? Do we kick, do we call it the kickoff or do we call all in? I understand that the name now is official. You get what I'm saying? I had this exact same argument with someone the <laughs> other day. Someone explained it to me as uh, I kind of liked their reasoning here. They explained all in as the uh, soft launch as was well, the it's like the inception, like it was when the child was conceived, <laughs> and this is like the birth. You know, okay, this is like the actual like. AEW is what can, or sorry, All In was like what can be, 
and now we're like there. Okay, I think, right? okay, that makes sense. But this is the first official AEW event. Oh, you know? absolutely, so, absolutely. So I think that's the real reason people can say this is the launch of a big thing because I think you know All In was proof of concept. I think that 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 there is a thirst for this kind of content. Well, there is, but also I I personally was one of the ones that were under the umbrella of I get what they're doing. But I understand they were rushed with a lot of stuff. I, that, that's neither here nor there. To me, the card at that moment looked like an ROH card. So I didn't see anything that felt any different than watching an ROH show from watching All In. I understand what the Bucks and Cody were trying to do, but what we got was different. I think, though, though what, what the yes, absolutely in the card itself. Yeah. But I think what we saw very much felt different than Ring of Honor. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What we, what we saw completely felt different. It's just the card was like, well, this is an ROH card I could see. What makes this any different? Again, the action that you got, the storylines and things like that were perfect. Now going into All Elite Wrestling where you have, there's this backing behind it. There's this real push behind it. There's there's money, there's production, there's all this value gone up and everything. There's full production in the back to make sure, not just with the setup and the lighting and everything. So now it'll be interesting to see how they pull us off because this has to go well. There, there can't be a fail for this. Yep. This has to succeed if anybody's going to buy into all elite wrestling when it goes to TNT. Absolutely. I think that, you know, Cody, not Cody, I'm sorry, Kenny said in, in, on, on Being the Elite this week, or maybe it was, yeah, it was Being the Elite this week, the first one that came out when they were doing their mailbag thing and they were asking him what he's most worried about for mm-hmm. the show. And he was talking about how it's not the wrestling. Like, he knows the wrestling's going to be good. He knows everyone's going to handle their their end of the uh, their end of things when it comes yeah. to wrestling. He's worried about the technical part of things. Absolutely. Of, like, someone's name being wrong in a Titan Tron or the lo- wrong lights going off or the wrong music playing for someone. He's like, those are the things he, he's most worried yeah. about. And, and it makes sense because for All In, they did have ROH's production team right. handling that backstage side of things. Right, and that's this is something different. And understand, there's going to be a lot of run-throughs, a lot of walk-throughs uh, consistently, but that still doesn't equate to the moment of. Yeah, That absolutely. doesn't equate. You can have everything perfect on run-throughs, and the moment you try to hit a button to do a light cue, it doesn't go off. You try to press a music, and the wrong thing plays. There's so much that can happen. And granted, you know, we're not trying to wish bad on all elite. No, not at all. Far from it. Far from it. But it's just that this is the first time. Oh, and running a television show isn't easy. I mean, running a production, a live thing is is, hard. It's hard as well. I mean, you know, I was talking with Thad here at Collider about it this morning of just live TV in general and, you know, uh, live events and how, um, you know, I love live just television, Mm -hmm. live events, live television. Uh, You know, I grew up with my dad working in TV and he had a show called uh, Extreme Gong where it was like a live version of the gong show that was on comedy or on Game Show Network back in the day. So it really got my bug of like live TV, live TV. And I know, you know, just from being behind the scenes at various live shows when I was at TMZ Live, you know, all those kinds of things, um, things happen in the moment. And those are such small contained in a studio oh, absolutely. this is an arena where there's a lot of things that can uh that can mess you up and you don't you know especially being on the in this type of arena the MGM Garden Arena being on this stage again all eyes are on them you know no people matter people are waiting for them to fail they are waiting yeah. for them to fail and that's the problem i know some people are going to listen and see this and they'll be like what do you mean people are waiting there are people who just don't want them to succeed there are people who don't want anyone to succeed there are people who are like that and so the moment any miscue happens on anything see you told you it was going to be a flop and you don't want that pressure you don't need that in the back of your mind especially if you guys like cody you guys like kenny the bucks who have to go out and perform still on top of worrying about all this other shit 
So you don't want that. No, I mean, I was actually, while you were saying that, I was thinking, God, that's got to be stressful to be the <laughs> top producer on the show and performing in it. You know, you didn't see like Jimmy Kimmel on that live uh, in the front family, of the studio yeah. audience. He wasn't in front of the scenes because he was pro- in front of the camera because he was probably terrified watching it that, that, didn't, that nothing went wrong. But think about it. That's a lot of indie shows. I mean, a lot of times you have the promoter, booker, who is still a worker. Now, granted, they may try to put themselves over, which happens, or they may not. But at the same time, while they're worrying about the match they have to have, they have to make sure everything else on the card is running smooth. And, yeah, you can delegate somebody to handle those responsibilities. But when it's yours, it's your baby, it's still on your brain. So you have these marquee matches. You have a Cody versus his brother. You have the Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. They need to make sure this match is tight. Because they want to rebound from what they didn't get a chance to do Absolutely. at all in. So it, it's a lot for these guys. My, my hat goes off to them for being able to do this and wear both sides of the hats trying to do this right now. And pretty soon we'll, they'll find out if it's too taxing for them. You know, yep. if they got to say, hey, we're either going to be ring competitors or we got to worry about the back end. Granted, you can have all these producers in the back, but it's still your baby. Yeah, absolutely. I think. From what I've heard, Cody is still going to be the executive producer of the show. Like, oh, absolutely. He's going to be the one kind of backstage handling things. Yeah. You know, like the, the point person for, for that sort of thing. Um, and, and that's what he was at All In. I yeah, believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw him on the headsets. Well, they all were, but um, yeah. Okay, overall, because you were talking about the card being very similar to Ring of Honor for All In, do you feel like the Double or Nothing card stands out enough to where it feels like an alternative like they want? I think it's pushing what they want to push. It does, it does have an alternative. It doesn't seem exactly like what we saw there. It's going to give you a variety of talent you have heard of and you haven't. And I know people will say that's what the all-in card was, but there's something about this, the way they're building it. Again, we didn't get that one match in particular, Dustin versus Cody. That one, and, and I know it may not sound like much to a lot of people, but that one match in itself separates a lot because, remember, we didn't get the way we wanted it in the WWE. Yeah, we were supposed to, everyone wanted it at WrestleMania. It never happened. It never happened. Yeah. So now we have it here. That's one thing that stands out. Yes, you have. Especially, and, and, and just sorry to interrupt you there is, you know, I think one of the one of the reasons I'm most interested in that match is, uh, you know, AEW, the whole thing they're trying to push is like uh, more creative freedom to the wrestlers, um, you know, more control over their characters. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, Cody and Dustin did have one match that people didn't love. And they always kind of say, well, that's why they didn't have the WrestleMania match because their, their singles match at the time wasn't great. Right. Um, I'm interested to see when it's, their song they're able to sing and not being told by producers what to do, but it's Cody and Dustin having the match that they want to have. I'm interested to see if if it's as good as we all hope it's going to well, be. Well, I think because, of course, not having all those extra producers and people in your ear, Cody being the producer and understanding that, both of them guys coming from WWE and, t- and even being in t- I mean, uh, Impact. W- Impact and WCW, <laughs> knowing how the production works. So knowing what they need to play to, knowing they need to play to their strengths, to the crowd strengths, what they want to see, what the crowd wants to hear, what the crowd wants to feel, and knowing that the cameras and the positioning and everything, they know how to work this match. And I think they'll be able to be com- – I'm confident they'll be able to put together something that will give you probably 15, 20 minutes worth of solid storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I uh, You know, from what I heard, I think the show's going to be like – Four hours, I believe. Which we, at the point, at this point, like we said, we were talking about it before, certain things have become standard. And four hours for a pay-per-view now has become standard. So. See, I know that WWE has made that the standard, but I feel like NXT is proof that you don't need the four-hour show. Like, the I takeovers agree. are so good, and I they agree. leave you wanting more. I agree. I'm, I'm wholeheartedly behind you on that. Yeah, but WWE being the bigger brand, because you have, we always have to look at this with NXT. 
NXT is that young core that's coming up that's hungry no matter what. So they are going to make sure they want you wanting more. They leave you wanting more. They're going to make sure when you watch this pay-per-view, when you watch this takeover, you're like, oh, my God, I got to tune in Wednesday to see what happens. WWE knows that no matter what they do on a pay-per-view, whether people love it or hate it, people are going to tune in Monday. Yeah. Regardless. Absolutely. And so now AEW can't rely on that. They have to say, we have to make an impact and a splash right now. So when it comes around time, people are ready for it. Yeah, no, I mean, that definitely makes sense. I think that <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I, I, they definitely need to have um, I, I, they definitely need to have some sort of hook. And I'm interested to see how this pay-per-view ends while teasing TNT in the future. You know, because the, 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 we still don't know when they're going to be on TNT. We don't know when that happens. We don't know. This, the closing of this pay-per-view can't be just a hand raised. There needs to be – it can be a hand raised, excuse me, but it needs to be a hand that will let you know this is the future of what we're doing. This is where we're going. There needs to be some moment that everybody is just constantly tweeting about, putting on Facebook, going all through social media. There needs to be reactions about. They have to make an impact, for lack of better words. They have to. Yeah, it's funny, too. Uh, you know, you t- we mentioned – we were talking about NXT a little bit, too, and I think everyone goes like, oh – you know, the, they're coming for WWE. You know, AEW, they want to have a, they want to be competition for WWE. But I feel like before they're in competition with WWE, they're going to be in competition with NXT first. Like, they have to defeat NXT before they're in competition I don't even, with WWE. And I'm, I'm going to go one step further. They're not even in competition with NXT because NXT is still WWE no matter what. We, we can call it two different companies, but they're still one company. AEW is in competition with AEW. Okay, fair. So, fair. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. you are your own worst enemy, trying to do too much if you're not ready for it. Not saying that they aren't, but you can try to put something out that you think, oh, this will be great, and then it doesn't. It doesn't get the response you want, and now it's like, well, well, this is what we built upon. This is what we were building everything. This is our foundation. How do we go back to the drawing board now? Their competition is themselves, and because NXT is going to be NXT. True. So no re- you got to remember this. Everybody, well, you know, most people forget when NXT loses stars to the main roster, it's done its job. Of course. You're not supposed to stay at NXT. Yeah, you're doing bad if you've stayed there. You, you, you're doing bad. Yeah. Or unless you bought it, you got a deal that says. Tell that to Roca, please, because Roca doesn't understand that when we're doing our recaps. It's, like, it's always like, the person should want to go back to NXT, and I'm like, you're out of your mind. What are you talking about? The only time you should want to go back to NXT from the main roster if you need to refresh your gimmick. You need to work on something. Like a Tyson Kidd type move. A Tyson Kidd. Or, or even like Tyler Breeze. Breeze. I right was now. just yeah. about to bring up Tyler Breeze. I, I said this so many times before, even before he debuted. I said Tyler Breeze works at full sale because it's a small contained environment. Yes. That is why the gimmick works. Yes. His gimmick only worked with Fandango, but that worked as the fashion police. The whole selfie thing, it didn't get over like it was going to mm-hmm. because you're talking from 1,000 to 15,000. Yep. And so NXT is meant to bring people up. It's meant to do that. So when you have a whole new core of guys and girls, and you're like, I don't know none of them, that's the point. Yes, totally, that's the point. Yeah. I don't know about you. That's the point. Yeah. You may have heard of one or two, but you, you have a bunch of prospects you've never seen. AEW has people you either know of, you might have heard whispering of, and it's probably nobody you just don't know. They, they're going to bring in that diehard indie fan base. Yes. They're going to bring that fan base that has followed New Japan now, that have followed some of these stars throughout their entire careers. And these stars know that. And then these up-and-comers know that as well because now they have to make a name for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's get into the card. Let's, let's do it. Let's start, let's start breaking down this card. Uh, let's start with the pre-show. 
the I'm assuming the first match will be Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, now Sabian was initially uh, going to be part of the Casino Battle Royale, but that changed when this singles match got added. And to be honest with you, I think it was smart of them to do this. You know, Sammy Guevara was one of the people they highlighted during the press conference yeah. in Vegas, and to kind of just throw him in the Battle Royal afterwards. To me, would have felt like they just didn't know what to do with one of the people they highlighted at their own show, and that would have been a big that have been a downfall on them. You can't highlight somebody than just say, "Hey, go in this battle royal," even if he wins it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because again, it's a battle royal. It's not. We've looked at battle royals now where it's just like, nah, there's no real prestige behind it. It's not. Granted, battle royals and Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble has something behind it. Granted, the winner doesn't mean too much in, nowadays, but a battle royal is just like, all right. We just threw everybody we weren't using. Boom. But Sammy Guevara is somebody you highlighted. So you give him this match. That is the. I don't think it's the first match. I think it's the last match right before. Get ready for double or nothing. So you think the Battle Royal Battle Royale will be first on the, if, on the buy-in? It's a, it's a depending on what they're doing with the Battle Royale. I would say I would like for it because he's a highlighted guy. I would like for him to be that match that says, Double or nothing right now. Kind of like they did with MJF and Matt Cross last yes. year. Yes. How you sit there and say, these are guys we're going to show you. This is the type of things you're going to get. Here's the show. So I would hope that'd be the case. Now, if they decide to say the Battle Royal has something different, it has something that's going to top showing Sammy Guevara or Kip Sabian, either or. Yeah. You know, the Battle Royal then will close it out. But yep. it all depends. Yeah, and, you know, I'm also not super familiar with Kip Sabian. You know, I've seen Sammy Guevara wrestle a ton of times. Yeah. I can't say I've seen Kip Sabian wrestle a ton. I'm sorry. Uh, but I am excited for this match. You know, everyone says uh, good things about both him. Both guys, yeah. Yeah, and I've seen, I've seen Sammy wrestle, and Sammy can wrestle. I mean, Sammy is... Sammy's an impressive dude. You yes. know, he's very cocky, um, but he's also very impressive and backs it up in the ring. That's why he's had so much success mm-hmm. in, his, in his young career. I mean, he's not that old. He's like in his early 20s, right? Yeah, I think he's in his early 20s. Early 20s, like I think 23, 24. God, that even might be – he might be younger than that. Sammy <laughs> Guevara age – Let's see. 1993, he was born, so he that is makes 20, 25. 25. Yeah. He'll be 26 this year. Interesting. Yeah. Very young dude. Still yeah. a young guy. Yeah, definitely still a young guy. And, yeah, I, you know, he's – I feel like he's someone they're clearly going to be getting behind. I mean, him, MJF. Mainly him and MJF are the two they've used the most since announcing their signing on Being the Elite. But that's, that's great because you're showing we have talent you've yet to really hear about. We're going to make these names you know about. Again, I was telling Roka this before. It is the formula TNA did. TNA was predicated on saying, look, we got a few guys that have been here and there, but there are guys you need to know. There's this guy called AJ Styles. You don't know who he is? You're going to know. There's this dude named Samoa Joe. You don't know who he is? Here you go. Yep. And they built those stars like that. Absolutely. So you do that with these guys. It's funny, too, with Impact. You know, they got – when when – they got on my radar. I remember when the move to Spike TV was happening. Yeah. And they very much sold it as the alternative at the time. And were like, I remember reading an article. I forget what magazine it was. But it was like showcasing AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and Christopher Daniels as like the new guys yes. you're going to want to see in this company. And then when they got away from that, it's when they... It's when people started to kind of sour on Impact because a little we, bit. Because we saw that. We were like, oh, this is WCW yeah. all over again. Because Joe, I remember specifically Joe kept getting screwed all the time. Uh-huh. It was like, it seemed like it was going to be Joe's moment. And then they handed the title to like another former WWF guy. And you were like, or WWE guy. And you were like, what? Like, that's not why I'm watching I'm this. I'm not watching this for that. And yeah. so, but because you have those big wigs 
who are in the executive office of TV and production who are like, this is what people want to see. And that's not always true. No. You want to see somebody. Yeah, you don't mind seeing somebody from a company you know, but that doesn't mean make them your champ, make them your star, make them your highlight. And I know we'll get to that with somebody on this card, in particular Chris Jericho, but there's a reason he's doing where he's doing, where he's at, and he understands that. You don't want to take older guys, all who are like, oh, well, they're 15 years in the WWE, now they're done, they want to come over here, and now you need to strap them. No. Mm-mm. No, you become, for lack of better words, enhancement talent. Yeah. I mean, I would all, I've always thought that, too, that, like, you know, WWE is sometimes smarter in the fact that they'll take, as dick as it may be, they'll take the top talent from somewhere else and then show them losing a bunch. It's like, our talent is the top talent. Yeah. You know, they, don't, they don't tend to take outside guys like that and then bury their roster with oh, them. No, they don't want to. I mean, yeah, they, they won't do that. Vince Unless is, it's like a legend or something like well, that. Well, Vince has always been predicated on, I'm going to give you, I'm going to build my stars. Yeah. And that's why when CM Punk was one of the first ones to get over, was a shock because Vince used to hate. Back in the day when I was on the Indies, the thing was, yeah, you need to have a name, but Vince does not really like if you are a star already. Yeah. He wants to build that star. He he doesn't kind of want you to have your own identity. He wants to make that identity for you. Totally. Now that the, the whole tide has turned, turn, thank you, Triple H, because Hunters realized, oh, you really need to pay attention to all of this that is happening yep. around us. I get we run this multi-billion dollar conglomerate that is worldwide and continually entertains people damn near 365 days a year. But our new core of talent, we may find, is already talent. Yep. That we just need to bring their fan base to us. Yeah, absolutely. It's like funneling in yes. a, a, a possible people who have gotten away from the product. Case in point, Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era, he, for, if there was not an NXT, I do not think they would even be there. Oh, absolutely not. They wouldn't even be there. Maybe a Kyle O'Reilly because... But the problem is, again, but, here's the problem with that. What were they doing with Cruiserweights before then? Yeah, well, I, the only reason I said Kyle O'Reilly is because he does have like a little bit of an MMA background like where he does training and stuff, but he's small. He's small. He's a small sure. guy. He's a small dude for sure. You see what I'm saying? So I don't see them getting a big push. I could just... Uh, Kyle, I'm also a big Kyle O'Reilly mark. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just saying that, but, but I agree with you wholeheartedly that if it wasn't for NXT, I don't think there'd be a lot of guys there. Cassius Ono or Keith Lee. Or- Again, Keith is, Keith is a dude I respect. I have never had the pleasure of meeting him. And a lot of people say, yo, when you work, Keith, you and Keith work the same. I was like, cool. I'd love to meet him, blah, blah, blah. My issue is they'll keep Keith on NXT. You know oh, yeah. Why? Because they have Samoa Joe. Yep. And they're Vince them and looking like, these are the same guy, for lack of better words. Granted, it takes nothing away from Keith Lee. I no. want everybody to understand that I'm saying this. It takes nothing from Keith. But look at Keith's style of strong style being a bigger dude that can move compared to Joe's style of strong style, a bigger dude that can move. It parallels each other. I also feel like, look, I like Keith Lee a lot. But I don't know if I, at this point in his career, see the same charisma uh, as a Samoa Joe. And that's, like, and that's the thing, He's too. got a lot of work in that department he has And to people do. forget that. We... When you talk about the WWE, you're not talking about just in-ring ability. I said this on the, the SmackDown and the Raw recap. The WWE is predicated on two things, character and ring ability. Yep. And in many cases, character trumps ring ability. Absolutely. So I actually, you said that in the Raw review, and I was sitting in my car just going like, I'm glad he gets it. He's <laughs> telling this to Roka when I'm not there. Yeah, because it's, it's, people forget that. That was the thing I was talking about when yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, agree I, with I, everything <laughs> he's saying. That was what it was. Because it's, it's just that. You have you can be a great wrestler. We know this, but the WWE is sports entertainment, and he says that for a reason. You have to entertain a crowd. Yep. If the crowd cannot connect with you as a character, they do not care how good you are in the ring. 
I think that that's one of the reasons there's been a disconnect from NXT to the main roster since Dusty passed. Because Dusty really was a guy who cared about characters. The last character we have that he focused on and we see how great he is is Velveteen Dream. Yeah. yeah. Velveteen Dream. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid of what would happen to the Dream on the main roster. I would love to see what he can do. But I am nervous. Yeah. That is one guy I want to go up. But I'm like, God, if he goes <laughs> up. Yeah. Please let this let the dream stay the dream. Absolutely. He needs to be able to do if I'm gonna wear macho stuff, if I'm gonna wear Hogan stuff, you need to let him keep doing what has made him work. Yes. He can work in these takeovers. This is a fifteen thousand seat arena sometimes. Yeah, you might black it out, but it's selling out. Put him in front of the bright lights. Agreed. But yeah, like you were saying, yeah, the character part is gone somewhat. Yeah, and honestly, you know, I, I hope it's one of my fears of AEW is too much sports centric and not enough of the like fun pro wrestling like characters and stuff. Well, I, I the, that becomes an issue because now you have so many people who don't want as much of the character I know. the action and you have to find that happy medium. Well, that's why I think I'm hoping that their backstage segments are similar to BTE, being the elite because I feel like being the elite does a good job of like character building but not insulting the, the audience's intelligence. It's like you're all in on the joke as opposed to WWE where it's like we're in on the joke and you're watching. You got to figure the joke out. You got to figure the joke yeah. out. I feel like there it's like they're very tongue-in-cheek of like, no, no, this is – if you're a wrestling fan, you're in on the Oh, jokes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I hope – I believe that's what they're going to do. Again, I have to trust off Jericho, Cody, Dustin, who have, and I use those three specifically because they've been there, and even Billy Gunn now. Because they've been there. They know exactly what needs to happen. They know exactly what works, what doesn't work, what is too much, and what is too little. Yep. It also looks like Dust, uh, Malenko and Arn Anderson are part of the company now, too. Which is I great. I don't know for sure. I'm working on it, obviously. But yeah. they post, uh, Cody and Tony posted a picture flying on the AEW jet to Vegas with Dean Malenko. And then Dustin did an interview with Wrestling Inc. And he mentioned how... It's great that Arn and Dean are part of the company, but like I hadn't seen that officially anywhere. Well, I think we're gonna wait till after Double or Nothing. I think at Double or Nothing they're gonna unveil the belt. Yeah, they're gonna definitely unveil the belt. They're gonna unveil the belt. They're going to, and and they're gonna say the premiere date of the show. Oh, absolutely. They have to say the premiere date. You of the can't show. just have a pay per view and let everybody know. Yeah, we got a TV program. It's coming soon. Just keep checking. Yeah, you can't do you can't, that. No, you, you can't. can't do that Mm-mm. at all. No, and they've already like you know they they clearly know when it's going to air. To me, it's it seemed like a game of chicken between them and WWE. Well, remember on being elite, they even said we've been holding on to the news of this deal for a we've already we've had the deal, which is hilarious because it was like all the reports at the time were were phrasing as like close to being done. It was like come on, they were in Atlanta for things around the Super Bowl and stuff. Like, what do you think they were? Would there? You, what do you think? How do you think it? Anybody that was in Atlanta, Super Bowl is the best cover. If yeah. you're doing anything, <laughs> the super because anybody because everybody everybody converges on one spot no matter yeah. no matter where it is it just helps that TNT is based out of Atlanta but no matter where it is everybody's there so yeah the the all of a sudden the Bucks and Cody decided let's go to the Super Bowl <laughs> it was and that was I think even before the Tony Khan stuff came out and I think they were <clears> doing <throat> I forget but I just remember at the time being like Atlanta and they're all there together hmm, hmm. something something's happening yeah something's happening. All right, so a uh, prediction. Sammy or Kip? Who do you think is winning? Sammy. I think they're going to highlight Sammy a little more. Me too. I think I, it's Sammy. I think it's Sammy too strictly because they've been uh they've been so much they've been talking so much about how wins and losses matter and they've been focused on Sammy and, and they've not focused one. on Kip at all. 
And that's the thing. Wins and losses matter. We're doing a ranking system. Yeah. So when all of a sudden you start here, again, highlighted during the press conference, he's climbing up in the ranks. How do you know? Look at our rankings. Yep. Exactly. So. Uh, all right, let's move over to the Casino Battle Royale. Uh, the confirmed entrance so far, Brandon Cutler, Glacier, Sonny Kiss, Ace Romero, Sunny Days, Brian Pillman Jr., MJF, Joey Janela, Dustin Thomas, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Havoc, Michael Nakazawa, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Queen, and Sean Spears, a.k.a. former WWE star, Ty Dillinger. And also keep in mind uh, that the winner of this match goes on to a match at a later date where they're going to be facing the winner of Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega, and that match will be for AEW's title, and that will crown the first AEW champion. So uh, with all that being said, what are you thinking here? We're getting some more surprise entrance. Wouldn't be surprised to see a Joey Ryan somewhere in there. Me neither. Um, but who wins this? I'm trying to think of what is the biggest draw of a match. I'll, I'll, while you're thinking, let me, let me tell ahead. you my guess here. Because I've, I've been thinking about this one all day. Uh, we put it on the site earlier today. Uh, Hangman Page announced that he is, quote, not allowed to wrestle at double or nothing. And said that it's because he hurt his knee when Pac did the whole stomping on the chair thing, right? So, in my opinion, he said uh, he said he's not wrestling. He's not allowed to wrestle a double, double or nothing. Double, not but the, no one said anything about the buy-in, right? So, so I, my guess is he's lucky number twenty-one in the buy-in. He's it. the last one wins it and faces. We're, we'll get to who I think he's going to okay. face after we get to Chris Jericho and Kenny uh, Kenny Omega. But that, I think this puts him in that match, and they're clearly all in on Hangman. No yeah. pun intended. Like yeah. they they want Hang, they think, see Hangman as one of their big stars. And uh, of course. And so I didn't, I didn't read that. So knowing that, it's definitely him. Right. I, can't, I can't compete at double or nothing. Yeah. Right. You can't compete at double or nothing, but you can't compete at the buy-in. That's my guess. He's going to be like, no one said anything about the buy-in. And then he, take, he like took the last one or yeah. I don't know, something like that. Like I feel like he's going to be the last one. Because like, as much as people wanted to be John Moxley or CM Punk or even Kenta or something like that, I, I look at it like this. Uh I don't think Moxley is going to be in AEW anytime soon. I Punk, my suspicions are up about Punk, but also I think he has another thing going on this weekend that he's supposed to be doing that's the same time. And also, but also he can get out of that probably. But also, I just don't see him being the one that comes out in this match. I just, I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, if anything, I could see him doing like a run-in, not a run-in, not even a run-in, like a segment in the ring where then he comes out and does a go-to-sleep to to someone or something. I would see him doing, I would see him actually coming out during a match because that's how you have to pop him. You can't just do a segment with CM Punk. Fair. It has to, yeah, him doing a go-to-sleep with somebody. The only only other reason I I, I don't think that that it's going to be CM Punk is because there's rumors that they're going to be doing All-In 2 in Chicago. Wouldn't you save it for that, or do you want him to wrestle at that? No, no, so you no, no. You sell, you sell it as you have CM Punk on your flyer. True. Yeah, his return match would be at all into, so he could set it up. You set it up at double or nothing. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, it would only make sense, and that would be the end of the. If, if they could close the show, That's, with CM Punk hitting like the go to sleep on Kenny Omega. That would that so, would be so right. If Jer- like Jericho, whoever goes over, yeah, whoever goes over, the other person catches the GTS. Yeah, so that that is how you end the show. If you're gonna do it, if he's gonna show up, it's a perfect build because if he doesn't show up in the battle royal, everybody's like, okay, so yeah. is he showing up? And also, you're gonna put the return of CM Punk on the pre-show. 
You don't want to waste that. Come on. You're not wasting that. No. You like, that's not how you're going to get people to buy the pay-per-view. That's how you're going to be like, that's the creative decisions they're making. They put the return of CM Punk on a fucking pre-show. So what else do I want to see? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. I just saw what I think I should probably be the best shit of the night. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. What the fuck else do I want to see? <laughs> like, I don't care about anything else at this point. Yeah, I don't think, again, Moxley, no. See, here's the problem, too. A lot of people have to remember. Punk is okay. Kenta, I'm not so much sure. But a lot of people, even though they have not re-signed their contracts, some still have the 90-day no-compete clause. That I don't know if Moxley is part of that. Be- and, and it's tough to really find out things on him. He's very secretive. But I, I don't know if that would apply because the, 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 the rumor, the, like the, the reports, are that his contract that he ran out. Right, but some, that's what I'm saying. Even though it ran out, some people still get held to that 90-day. True, true. That's what I'm saying. Because if they know if you're a name, and your contract, again, Pac is the prime example. He held out his contract, they waited, and still had made him wait the 90 days. True, true, true. Because they knew what he can do. They're doing this to Luke Harper. You're going to be adding an extra six months to your contract. Yeah. Then you're going to have to wait an extra three on top of this. So it's possible. Now, again, why he might not show up may not just not be that. There's other reasons. We can talk about that later. But you have to be realistic of who you want to see. And, again, automatically jumping to ex-WWE guys is not the best thing. No. Punk has been gone for years. So for him to resurface, and he has, if he didn't resurface in ROH, the next, place, next best place excuse me, is here. Especially since if there's anything you've seen related to CM Punk and wrestling in the past few years, there's one thing you know, and that is he's still friends with Matt Jackson. Like, no he matter t- what. He and Matt Jackson like, are like the they tweet all each other all the time. Like they clearly have been friends this whole time. Right. That means that they're still talking. You know, they they still had to have an understanding. Probably Matt, you know, was like, look, if you want to, here's where you go. This yep. is if you want to. However, if you do, this is what I can offer you. Yep. Because now we have this money to offer you. Because I know I'll respect what you do. Also, you can tentatively get his wife to come back. Because yep. if you get that package deal, it's great. AJ to come over. And be with the women of AEW. You already have some stars, but you have somebody who is damn great in the ring as AJ. Perfect. You also already have two opponents built in for him because, I mean, Cody and Jericho kind of buried CM Punk on that podcast a few months ago when they were on the Jericho cruise. So probably a year ago now, when they were on the Jericho cruise, like they were pretty harsh when it came to CM Punk. They were like talking about how. He uh, called himself a locker room leader at the time and basically told everyone that he was the locker room leader. And I remember Cody or Jericho, one of them saying something along the lines of, like, if you have to tell everyone you're the locker room leader, you're not actually the locker room leader. And then hopefully, and that, but see, also, that'll go back to playing into him and Matt talking. Yep. They have had to have a power hour. All of them sit down, air it all out, because it's how the business goes. Look, we got heat. Let's let it all out right now. So there's no hard feelings, and then let's do business. Let's make money. And Tony is the bottom line. Tony is the one who makes the final decisions in that company. He's the president of that company. No matter and what. And he has been very open about the fact that he loves CM Punk. He's and He loves CM Punk. He is a diehard wrestling fan. He He's watched the products. Yes. He understands what can grow and what can build an audience. And look, I don't care how much you love him or hate him. I have personal feelings with Punk. People who know me know this. Same. <laughs> but... That man is still getting his name chanted yep. at WWE events, no matter what. You can call it crazed fans, but guess what? That crazed little core starts an entire damn arena yep. chanting CM Punk. Yep. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I can't. I 
have nothing to disagree with you on that there. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, so, there, there's clearly still an audience who misses him, wants him there. That man is still money. Yeah, and like I'm literally the exact same way. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of CM Punk. Like, Personally, not 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 right, in the ring. Right in the ring, I can't deny anything that Phil does. Yeah, he was in one the of, ring. Is great. He's one of the people that got me to love wrestling again. So yeah, I I as much as he doesn't like me. Uh, well, we all had you know our this you know we all met each other through the Indies in Chicago. He was with the LWF. I was starting with a couple other other companies, and you know we had our run-ins here and there. Um, then we went separate, of course. He was doing bigger things. He started doing ROH and touring in Japan. And I remember I met him again uh, a couple of years ago. We had a couple of re, you know, reintroductions in Chicago. And he was like, I was like, yo, we know each other. He was like, well, I meet a lot of people. I was like, Phil, don't you fucking play with me. <laughs> he did that. He did one of those to you? Phil was like, I don't, we never met. I said, I'm Willie's tag team partner. Oh, yes, it's me. <laughs> I almost, I, I mean, I got, like I've I said, gotten better at that. Like, I'm terrible with names and faces and stuff, but I've, I, I've gotten better. Like this weekend, I was in Berkeley for my sister's graduation, and we there was like a family party, and one of my cousins came up with her <laughs> boyfriend, and it was like, "Hey, you met my boyfriend before, right?" And he had this like look on his face, like real excited, and I was like, "Yes, we did." I didn't, I I remembered, and I yeah. normally don't. It was like, "Yes, nope, long talks, great guy, blah blah." And he was like, "Oh man, so good to see you!" Like wrestling, how's wrestling? She going? And I'm like, "Oh, thank God, I didn't forget this guy." <laughs> And I, I, again, I understand that he's met millions of people all over the world. Not at the time. He's on the You know, but it's like we met on when the start, the infancies (laughs) of careers, brother. That is where you meet and know people. Like, you, even if people don't stay in the business, you know them. Yeah. So mine was more, mine with Punk was more, I couldn't get a story killed uh, for him at TMZ. And so he said if he ever saw me in person, he would fight me. That sounds like Phil Brooks, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That definitely does. <laughs> uh, hasn't happened yet, but I do get nervous that maybe one day he'll see me and remember. Wolf, wolf, fingers crossed that doesn't happen. You know what would uh, be the worst place for that to happen? You'd be in the bathroom taking a piss, and he'd be like, aren't you where I sat? And you just had a urinal with your dick in your hand. Like, you can't do nothing now. You're just like, <laughs> I just start peeing on it. <laughs> that happens. That is a really weird fetish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're both going hangman on this one for, yes, for de- that match? Yes, right? definitely hangman page. Sets it up for all into everything works. Totally. Uh, okay, so this, this other match here, we got Asha Kong versus Yuki, or Yuka Sakazaki, uh, Emi Sakura versus Hikaru Shida, Riho, and Ryo Mizunami. Hopefully I didn't mess any of those names I up. I'm not familiar with any of these women. You said Besides, you were Well, you know Asha Kong. Yeah, I know Asha Kong. I'm also not familiar with any of these women. I'll be honest. I don't. I, I'm not Mr. Joshi over here. I do my best, but I'm very much not familiar with these people. However, um, I went and looked at like some of the OWE guys after, and yeah. watched some of their shows after the the partnership got announced. Um, and just from one of the you know some of the reports I see out there is that they kind of feel like the 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 Japanese women and the 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 Chinese wrestlers from OWE are going to be kind of like what the the luchadors were to WCW. I can see that. I can see this. Um so I I I hope and, and I think it's more so not necessarily the same style but just like a very fast-paced thing that America's the American audience isn't necessarily accustomed to. Um and by watching the OWE matches very much, I, I understood where they're going for. It's very colorful, very yes. fast, um, smaller fast, dudes, fast, smaller women, and hard hitting. Yes, you're gonna have a strong style women's division down yes. there. I don't think people get what that means. Like you see, some of the other women go strong, but these are women. That's all they do. Yeah, their their forearm strikes will shake you. 
You know, and, and it's going to be something like, oh, wow. And this is going to be a great thing to highlight for AEW to have that. It's a difference. Nobody else has this. Absolutely. And I feel like also, you know, with the success in America of Asuka, of Kyrie Sane, yeah. and even Io Shirai now yeah. in NXT, I feel like um, the smaller Japanese woman is starting to be a thing that, that more wrestling fans like in America. I agree with that. You definitely have three names in particular. And I also just... Watching Asuka when she first came in NXT, how dominant she was. Watching this watered-down SmackDown version of Asuka is kind of sad. Yep. You know what she can do. Kyrie saying, I'm like, I know what you can do. I think we might need to let go of this Pirate Princess for a minute. I understand that's you. I know. I hate that, too. But you're right. You're like, right. You're 100% know. right in that. It's like, I get that. I, you. <laughs> you know what's crazy is I've... I've had this disconnect with the Kabuki Warriors, right? Yeah. That's what they're called now. Yeah. I've had this like dis- like there's something. Oh, I tell you exactly. What off it is. and that no, but to me, I think you're right. I think it's the pirate. It's two thing. things. It's the pirate princess and them trying to blend their music. Yeah. Oh, the uh, to- uh, yes. They're I already said to that because bl- I said to give them new music they before they did music. that. They just need their own music. That's yeah. like their own thing. Even Paige's music is better than that weird blend thing. Yeah, because it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. They aren't on the same chords and beats or anything. It doesn't work. No, but I didn't even think about the fact that her pirate gimmick is the thing that stand that is like the sore thumb that stands out in that in that trio of like it it's fun on its own but it doesn't really mesh in there because they all feel like they need to pretend like they're pirates but they're not right and it's Oscar, confusing i would love to see given Kyrie being the younger talent and younger on the roster to oscar follow suit with oscar have the pirate element but make it look kabuki-ish like oscar yeah and i understand oscar gave a definition on twitter and but I would like the looks to match. If you're going to be a legit tag team going forward, let's stop with this. We're putting two people together and see what happens. The last time we got we get those great teams like that. The last great lightning in the bottle I always call is the New Age Outlaws. The last great lightning in a bottle. Two people that were never supposed to work together. Yeah. But when you have teams that look like teams that look like oh these two are on the same page, same accord, this works. Yep. I just that's for me with that. But no, I'm totally with you in that regard. Um, okay, so for this match, I feel like we're not gonna neither of us are gonna front like we know these people. Yeah. So uh, I do want to say I do think though that Aja Kong's team is gonna win strictly because, because, because she's the biggest name. She's the biggest name. Legend. On, yeah. Um. And, and also if it's if they're trying to attract like the WCW fan or whatever, I feel like they'll be kind of that. Oh yeah, you're gonna get that. And again, showcasing something brand new, which they're gonna promote. And we'll talk about another women's match right afterwards. But they've said their focus is going to be on their women, which I believe has should have been a focus for decades now. Women have been able to beat men's asses in the ring and hold their own with some of the best. And now that we feel like we need to finally put a showcase on, it's great. should have been happening. And I'm glad that AEW, when they made their announcement, was like, this is what's happening right here. Me too. Absolutely. And I think that also with the Aja Kong match uh, or with that team, the reason I think they're going to win is because I think that – AEW is trying to go with the whole like old meets new type which thing, works, which and, works. and Aja, it, it, they're both old meets new in that team. Yes, so absolutely. I think that's the other reason. Um, also, before we get into this next match, do you think that they're going to have? And this is just opinion wise, obviously, I'm not mm. insight. Do you think they're going to have? I was having this conversation with someone else today. Do you think they're going to have intergender wrestling in AEW? I believe they will. They will, right? I believe they will. I think because it's been shown it can work. And the WWE had to switch there. When they went to the whole PG-oriented, all that, that is why they stopped the intergender because it was, oh, it's abuse to women, which in the professional wrestling world, it is not. 
in the world. Women, do y'all? I need people to understand. Well, the way it was portrayed back then, it kind of was looked at that way. That way, but, there but now it's like strong, badass well, women who still, can fuck you up. They did still have women though who had those matches. Who were yeah? There were some that was just we were picking on the women, but there were some they had solid matches. Yeah. So you have that, but people got to remember the women train with the men when they first start. So this is how they've come in. They choose to take this. They're like, I'm going to show you I can hold my own. So you just don't think I'm just one of the women wrestlers. I can be with anybody. I think we'll do it. I don't think it'll be a every show thing. I don't think it'll be. It'll be a special attraction. Mm-hmm. It'll be something that's built up. And when you see it, it's worthwhile. Because mm-hmm. I think if we just constantly keep doing it, it loses its luster. Because there's a thing in me I feel uh, – there's a piece inside of me that I've been – Wondering where they're going to go with this whole Joey Ryan thing they've been doing on Being the Elite, where they keep talking about the blonde girl. Where's the blonde girl? Yeah. Where's your blonde, old blonde tag team member? And I just like, they've been doing it so much that it has to lead to something. Yeah, it has to be leading to something. something yeah. And the Bucks, you know, one of their most famous matches was against Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae Which, in that uh, Grill Warfare match. Yes, so I've really been wondering if, like, I don't think Candace is leaving NXT or WWE. She's not going to leave her husband. She's not, that's, that's how I look at it. I'm wondering if they're going to introduce a new blonde girl. Uh, they have to introduce a blonde. That's there. like the new Candace, and then they're going to be able to build up towards Joey and his new blonde girl versus the Bucks. It just hit me who that could be. Tennille Dashwood. Ooh, not a bad idea. The, the other one I was – that's a good idea. The other one I was thinking, oh, I don't know her name. What's her name? And the reason I bring up the former, formerly known as Emma is because you use that name – and people said she was highly underutilized. She was not used at all. True. Especially when they, they were trying to do this new gimmick. She can go. She got hurt again. But now if you do that with the Joey Ryan, you can build that up. You can build her up. And you can do the intergender match where it works. I agree. I, I Not a bad idea. I also, lesser known person, but, you know, it was reported not long ago that this woman named Sadie Gibbs, who's mm. a wrestler uh, from the UK, that she had signed with All Elite Wrestling. But it's one of the only people that All Elite Wrestling has signed that I've seen that got reported that AEW didn't confirm, which confused me to a certain degree. I was like, why did they hire this girl and not mm. make a big deal about it? They, they've made a big deal about every signing. At, at, and, this I, is true. and so my only other guess is that they see her as the new blonde girl. And because. Her signing and the whole "Where's your blonde girl" <coughs> stuff all started around the same time. And well, if that be the case, then yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. This I mean, this is, this is just me putting pieces together of a possibility. Yeah. I, I feel like it has to lead to something, and it doesn't seem like it's leading towards Candice signing with with AEW. I again, I can't see Candice signing unless because the NXT contracts aren't much. No, and. I understand her and her and Johnny being together is a great thing. When it finally happened, everybody was like, cool. I think they've gotten comfortable being that way, but who knows? Yep. You know, maybe they have the discussion. Maybe Johnny's like, if you're going to make more, it comes to the same household no matter what. I love being able to have my wife with me. We do these programs together. But if you're going to have more opportunity and you are a great wrestler, Go for it. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's move on here to uh, the other women's match. Dr. Britt Baker versus Kylie Ray versus Nyla Rose. Now, um, I am going to go out on a limb here. I don't know if it's a limb necessarily, but I'm going to go with Nyla Rose. I'm picking Nyla Rose here because even though it's an unknown entity, um, you know, to the, to the masses or whatever, um, I feel like 
their whole inclusivity thing that they want to promote. Yep, because Nyla Rose being a transgender woman. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be one of the things, because no matter what, and you guys have to understand this, win or lose, Nyla Rose being in this match makes news. Yes. No matter what. Yes. No matter. I want to go Dr. Britt Britt, Britt Baker. I want to go Britt because they've been focusing on her. Yes. Heavy. Heavy. I want to go Britt Baker. But Nyla Rose is that you got to pay attention to what they're doing. We're all about inclusivity. We're going to inclusivity all around. Yep. And so to put Nyla Rose, give her that victory, and then allow to do more shows their level of inclusivity, shows what they're trying to put forth, and shows that they mean what they say. Mm -hmm. I also think that's why they made this a three-way match, because I feel like Kylie Ray will get pinned, and they can kind of like save Britt Baker, Baker, and they can build to Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose maybe down the line or something like that. That that can work. Because, like you said, they... Have 100%. They have put, similar to Hangman, they have put a huge effort as uh, on Britt Baker as like, these are our two young yeah. prospects. Yeah. Britt Baker and Hangman Page. Mm-hmm. These are the two that you haven't seen necessarily on a big stage that we think are going to be a big deal. And so because of that, I feel like, and I know their whole wins and losses matter and stuff, but I feel like Nyla does something kind of like, Maybe a little bit of a cheap win type thing or something oh, yeah. like that. There's got to be – it's wrestling still, it's, you it's, know? Look, every every finish for every match is not going to be a clean finish. So let's just call it for not. what it is. I mean, that would be the whole standard. We're, we're not used to a pay-per-view like that. We're not used to any wrestling event where every finish is clean. That'd be weird to see. Man, how long has it been since we've seen that? Have I we, can't have, think of have a pay-per-view I've ever, ever seen like that. that. No, I don't think have I've ever, ever seen, seen that. that. No. So Let us know if you have, though. Cause I, I, yeah, because I would – I'm trying a- to think. Again, every match – has a clear-cut, clean pin, top to bottom. I remember Impact doing it semi-recently, but more so it felt at the time like it was to remove the stigma of every match having that kind right. of finish that Impact kind of used to have. See, now if you do that, that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. I think this, I could see a, a cheap win, you know, somehow. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Set or up- even just like Brick gets put through a table and then she she just, you know, Nyla's able to beat you know, Kylie Ray while she's not around or something. That could work. I'm into that. I like that idea. Um, all right, we'll move topics. Well, you, you're on the same page there, yeah, Nyla, I'm right? Say, I'm yeah, I'm on the same page with you. Um, breast, best, breast friends, uh, best friends versus Angelico, Angelico and Jack Evans. Uh, now, Chuck E.T. and Trent Beretta, they were initially going to be part of the Battle Royale, um, but they, in a hilarious way, forced their way out of the Battle Royale onto the main card where they're now going to be going against new signees, uh, Angelico and Jack Evans. I actually think Angelico is one of the best signings that they've announced yet. It was a, it's a very big deal when they got him. They're like, yo, this is like, how do I put this in, in equivalence? Almost when we heard Andrade was coming to the WWE, mm-hmm. but you were like, are we going to get the same guy? But you know you're getting... And Helico, you know what you're getting with this. Yeah. You're not getting anything different. Yep. You're not going to get a pulled back version. So I think this is a big signing. And Jack Evans does what Jack Evans does. Yep. So I this is going to be a great match. I much love to Chuck Taylor. Much love to him. <laughs> I mean, IWA Miss South days always going go back to that. Yep. Uh, but I think you're going to put over those two. You're going to put and Helico and yeah, Jack Evans. Yeah, and Helico and Evans. You're definitely going to put them over. Well, I think so too because you have to look at the future, and I think that if you're trying to build up an awesome tag team division, as much as I like Best Friends, they are the comedy team in the, in, in the yeah. division right now, and I think that you know, and Helico and Jack Evans are. If you didn't watch Lucha Underground and you're not uh, familiar with these guys, you know, Jack Evans obviously did a lot more than just Lucha Underground. Yeah. But if you're not familiar with these guys, um, 
I feel like you'll be in for a treat here because Angelico to me was one of the Angelico and Ricochet were the two standout performers of, of Lucha Underground. Yeah, um, you know those two guys. I mean, Angelico's dives from the top of the office the to the unnecessary. ring unnecessary. <laughs> Like, look, I get when it was Lucha Underground. Again, you want to make your product stand out. Hey, man, you want to have a long-lasting career. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I'm going to say. You, you know? want to live a little uh, longer. Uh, I, I, when I get there on Saturday, I am going to be looking to see if there's, like, something far to dive off of. Yeah. Because I feel like they're going to try and maybe have him do one of all those. All of a sudden, there's just some random scaffold. <laughs> just, I don't know. <laughs> just gets brought in out of nowhere. Like, what? what? Why, is there, why is there a scaffold over there by with the lights? A, with a plank on it that looks like it's rather <laughs> sturdy. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like it's rather sturdy. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I also feel like, you know, I, I'm happy that Jack Evans is on the main card because I feel like, one of the things that the, that AEW is also doing is kind of like you can see them taking the people who should have been a bigger deal or should have been in a bigger role ten years ago or five years ago and kind of bringing them uh, you know along. So you got even even like a Rick Knox who mm-hmm. is one of the best referees and hasn't really been making tons of money doing that. I imagine or you know at least being put out on a big uh, yeah, on being big seen in, on a big stage yeah. or even like a Bryce Remsburg. I or, was just about to bring Bryce deserves. Every look, if you do not know who Bryce Rimsburg is, check him out. I've had so much fun working with Bryce all in my Chikara days to work with Bryce is amazing. Bryce is one of the best referees that deserves more spotlight. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, they're kind of, a lot of people you see them hiring are along those lines. And that's why I was really happy with Jack Evans because yeah. Jack Evans, like, he might have, you know, people who don't like him or whatever, but, I mean, Jack Evans is insanely talented. I mean, that guy is flip master. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it was, there's the one spot from ROH with the cage. Yeah. And everybody remembers that. And it's like, there are guys, I, I get sometimes what the behind the scenes in locker room that you don't see play a factor. It definitely does. But that's in any, any industry, no matter what. But you still can't deny what he does and he's productive. Now, I understand some people will say, well, through those same lines, Teddy Hart. Well, there's a whole lot more behind that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he's very talented yes. in the ring. Yes. But his behind the scenes, things like that have, you know, hindered his career. Absolutely. Se. So, but to see Jack Evans has this op- have this opportunity is amazing. Yeah, I- Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I'm with you. Uh, yeah, and, and Helico and Jack Evans have to win this match. Yeah. It, it would make the most sense. Um, okay, so then we've got SoCal Uncensored versus Sema, T-Hawk, and El Lindeman from OWE. For me, similarly to that last match of, like, if wins and losses are mattering <coughs> and you have to get things over for the TV show when it hits – I don't know if I feel like a SoCal Uncensored is one of those acts that you have to protect. They seem like they're a, a, an overact that can lose, and they don't really lose much when it happens. Do you think they need more credibility? I don't think – no, no, and this is going to sound weird when I say this. I don't think they need more credibility. I think you want to spotlight Scorpio Sky. Okay. I think it's more so Sky. Okay. We know what Danny – shouts out to the Windy City Pro Wrestling Days. We know what Kazaria can do. I remember the show we did back in Wisconsin where I had him cracking up laughing in the locker room. We know what these guys can do. Sema is a great – we know what Sema – he's legendary. Yep. We know what he can do. We know what these guys can do, but I think it's the spotlighting Scorpio Sky. Okay. That's my – that's where I'm zooming in on. Yeah, you know what? I didn't really think about it until you mentioned that, but in looking at all this and just optically, like there hasn't actually been like a black guy that they're 
centering on at all. Again, inclusivity. Yeah, and the inc- yeah, no, I didn't think about that until now that with the inclusivity thing, and you have the Japanese women match, and I know Chinese and Japanese are obviously very different yeah. things, but. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point yeah. I, that I didn't really think about, that they should spotlight Scorpio Sky. They're going to spotlight him because he's always been on that verge where you need he should be a breakout. And he's like a Jack Evans, too, in that yeah, regard. you need to see. Sky is amazing at what he does. He can get over, and you want the world to see that. Yeah, I completely agree with you, actually, now that I think about it. As much as I, I think the OWE guys are going to be important, I do think that they're going to play an enhancement talent role for the most for not for not everywhere, but when they are facing some and, of the And there are going to be times talent. where they're going to put them over and they're going to spotlight them as mm-hmm. well. But again, this is the kickoff. You need to spotlight the guys you want to spotlight. Danny and Kazarian, are, they, we know what they've done from Impact. We know what they've done all over the world. There's not, it's not knocking them. It's the sky part. And I understand this is a trio of SoCal and Censor, but it's Scorpio Sky they want to make sure they spotlight. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. And I think that someone like Asima, he can take a loss and it won't really It won't matter. affect him. No, it won't affect him at all. He's going to work behind the scenes probably or helping with the OWE talent. And so uh, really it's just giving him a spotlight match while putting someone over like a Scorpio Sky. So yeah, I'm with that. I like that. I like cool. that call. All right, next up, we've got Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes. Obviously, one of the big matches of the night, one of the three main events, I'd say. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit before, but I, I really am. I think this is one of the ones I am most looking forward to. Yeah. I think that because we never got the big WrestleMania match between the two of them, this is like the chip on their shoulder. I mean, we know Cody works best when he has a chip on his shoulder, and this is like two roads with chips on their shoulders. shoulders yeah. yeah again you have the younger brothers like i can do this I'm, I'm just as good as you and the older brothers like i'm not that i'm not the one you put out the pasture yet i can still which we saw in his last real wwe run he was hanging with some of the best so to watch i was pumped at the time when he was coming out as the natural again i loved that i was like well all right let's yeah, do this me too. all right me too so to see what these two are going to do like i said earlier is going to be amazing uh this is going to be great and epic storytelling I, I expect to hear a lot of, I'm better than you. Just the yelling at each other. You know, the brother who yells at each other. I'm expecting a lot of that. I'm expecting this match to be hard-hitting because there's a rule in wrestling. You will beat your friend's ass <laughs> or your family's ass. You will whoop each other's ass. But somebody you don't know, you'll take it a little bit light on. Yeah. So they're going to put it in with each other. They're going to give you a match. You're going to be like, yo, are they really mad at each other? You're going to look like, who said something this was from when they were 12, right? This is when they were kids. This is what this is for. Like, yeah. But I expect a great match. Who goes over? I think Dustin puts his brother over. Yeah. I think Dustin, and, and, and I say that that way because everybody like, Cody goes over. Yeah, but Dustin is going to put his brother over. Yep. You know, there's a, there's a whole different way, a whole different meaning behind saying that way. He's like, look, this is you. I believe in you. I trust you. I respect what you are doing and what you have done. This is you. And, and I'm even like, I'm following. Look, at, I'm fo- I quit. I quit my job. I'm following you. I'm following you. You, you know, yep. you're, you're, you're this doing is yours. This, this is, is yours. yours. Like, yeah, totally. I think the same thing. Um, I also don't think it's his last match. I don't think it's oh, the last match. absolutely. People not. think that it's going to be like his last match. I don't think this is Dustin's last match. If anything, I feel like we're gonna, we'll get a little bit of Rhodes Brothers down the line once the TV show comes yeah. around. Um, and, and maybe this is the end of his, like, you know, active, full-time wrestling career possible. But I don't think he's retiring or anything like that. I also feel like um, because Cody's been saying he wants to, like, kill the Attitude Era and all that stuff, I feel like we're going to get a serious mean streak in this match. We're going to get mean Cody for sure. And especially coming out as the American Nightmare. Yes. You know, 
I think that because of that, with the whole American Nightmare thing, I don't. I think the face paint has been a has been a. It's gonna, uh, what's the word I'm looking? Red herring. I don't think he's coming out in face paint. You don't think he? Is? I think he's going to be the natural. I think he's going to come out just as the the way he used to. Yeah, like or like something he wore when he was with Dusty or yeah. something like that. It's going to be so, it's, the match, no matter what, is a tribute to their dad. Oh, absolutely, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. So I can agree. I agree wholeheartedly. While Cody's the American Nightmare, look for Dustin to do something. The American Dream. The American Dream. Something his dad. Yeah. Did. And so, no matter who goes again, it's Cody. No matter what this match is, it's all a tribute to Dusty. Yes, absolutely. Please I, don't have the Dusty finish though. No, don't, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, just uh, don't do the Dusty finish, and we're good. Yeah, because I was listening to the Wrestling Inc. interview with uh, Dustin Rhodes, and they, he, uh, Nick Hausman, who did the interview, was asking Shouts about out to Nick. Yeah, it's my homeboy. Yeah, man. Nick's the best. Uh, he was he was asking about the face paint, mm. and Dustin was like, "Who said I'm going to be wearing face paint at the event?" And he was like, "Well." You're on the poster wearing face paint, so I assumed you were going to be wearing face right. paint. And Cody or Dustin uh, kind of like he made it seem like maybe he's got something else in mind. So that's why I think too, where that we'll, we'll see some sort of dusty. I want to see him in a tribute pol- in a polka dot singlet with the jeans on. I I was almost thinking if he's going to have like pants like he used to that are polka dot, but it's also very Tommy Dreamer. But I. I'm wondering if we're going to see some sort of polka dot related we're thing. We're going to see something polka dot. Yeah, yeah I, think so too. I, I think so too. And yeah, I'm with you. It has to be Cody. It'd be silly if not. And I know that everyone goes, well, what the fuck? Are you really just going to pick all the elite guys to go over? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I am. It's their <laughs> company. They're the, 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 people, the reason people are tuning into this company is for these guys. They're obviously going to be at the forefront. And then it. the comments will be, well, it becomes super predictable. It's like, yeah, here's the thing behind that. They're going to go over, but it's not going to be as simple as you think. These guys all know how to tell stories in the ring where these guys all have a match where you think, well, damn, maybe they're not going over. And there might be some surprises. We never know. You never know. But as you, you want to spotlight that talent that you have. Anybody that the Bucks, Cody, Omega, all of them put their names behind and they put, put, put out in the forefront, those are the people you're going to have spotlight. Absolutely. And it's like – all right, well, since we're here uh, – I do think the only person from the elite that's going to lose is, is this young, next match. Is young, yeah, just about, that's the one. The one person. So we're at the, there's <laughs> also the AAA World Tag Team Championships, the young, young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. And because it's for the AAA World Tag Team Championship, because the Lucha Bros are one of the top acts on the, the indies, because they, took, they probably had to do a lot to get them there, and because the Young Bucks, let's face it, the Young Bucks haven't wrestled in a long time. It's mm. been, you know, it's been... A, a while since they were like you know full time wrestling since the announcement yeah. of AEW and since they left Ring of Honor. So because of that, um, it does make the most sense to put the Lucha Bros over here. Look, you're talking about Phoenix and Pentagon Junior, two dudes who are over around the world. Yep. Again, people have tried to understand why those two aren't, for lack of better words, in the WWE. Yep. Pentagon Junior. Yeah, when he got brought into Impact, everybody was like, "Okay, cool. Now we're seeing some good matches. Where can he go from here?" Even Phoenix. So to watch these two together, to know. That, yeah, Matt and Nick are taking some time out, hopefully, to get the rust off, to work some things out with the guys. I see them putting the Lucha Bros over. And, again, you can build off the Lucha Bros. Why? Because there's no loss to the Young Bucks. Nope. And you do need some Mexican talent on the show, too. Like, as, like, a Mexican dude, like, I'm pumped when there's other Mexican wrestlers on the show and stuff. And so, um, 
similarly to Scorpio Sky and Nyla Rose, I yes, think you go absolutely. like, look at we are all about everybody. We the, got a Mexican, we got a Mexican tag team champions. We've got this this over black dude. We've got a transgender woman. woman. We're you know, just showing we're, you our exclusive. we're the opposite of WWE. It's not just all white people that are like at the top. And and, and I know people say, well, look at the WWE now. I know Kofi Kingston's champion before everyone gets on my ass, but that's a new thing. <laughs> but it's it's yeah, look at the WWE now. Like, this wasn't out the gates. And I know people say, well, back in the day, you couldn't do it. You could have if you pushed the issue. If you're a company in the WWE's position, which you've been in for over 20 years, you've had the power to to enact that change that everybody keeps talking about. And now, all of a sudden, because you've been hearing the backlash, you just want to wait late to it. You don't have to now. You can be in AEW's doing it off jump. This is what it's about. It's not just because these people are of different descents, different sexualities, genders, orientations, or whatever. It's because this is talent yep. that you need to know about. Yep. And it's not, and they're not being looked at differently because the person on top doesn't maybe see diversity in the same way. You know, I mean, like these people, it's not necessarily they're getting they're going to, in my opinion, put over because of their race or or their gender it's just diversity out there and and it's the talent like you said like they they are very talented and sometimes you know like i was watching that jefferson special last night they were you know it's a script from the 70s but they were the all in the family one but they were talking about um there was anthony anderson talking about like how the person who had the same job as archie bunker was probably two times smarter than Mm -hmm. he is and that is that is a thing that still has to happen. You have to sometimes, like you know, in in the world, you you know, minorities do sometimes have to be a little bit better than the person yeah, that they have the absolutely. same job as. And so, um, I think sometimes these talent do get overlooked and stuff. And so, I I really would like to see the Lucha Bros, you know, treated like tough badass Mexican dudes, as opposed to Lucha House Party, where you've got like they come out with sombreros and and noisemakers and pinatas. As God is my witness. I want to see Lince do so much more. Oh, it's, it's infuriating. I know what Lince can all three do. of them. I know what all three of them can do, but I know what Lince can do, and we don't get a chance to see that as much. Same for Kalisto. Kalisto is, like, so talented. Let's never forget Grand that. Grand Metalik is so talented. Let's not forget that program he had with Ryback, regardless what it was. He was Let's working. not forget Grand Metalik in the Cruiserweight Classic. <laughs> in the Cruiserweight Classic. With, and I know this is something when it comes to the Lucha Bros, I have to say this directly to camera. I need some of you guys who have been following the indies to take your mindset out of this. The indies know who these guys are. The indie fans know who these guys are. This is getting the world to know who these guys Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ab- couldn't agree more with that. With that. Uh, so, yes, and I think that they, you know, in this match, or sorry, in this show, they have to have – Someone from the elite lose. They have yeah, to. So, and again, if it's got to be the one, let it be the two guys at the forefront. The brother, and I know why people like go back to, well, what about Cody? Dustin is the older school guy who's like, again, I followed you. I'm following you. Cody, and what's funny is Cody probably has been pushing, I'll put you over. Probably. So let's not look at it as all the guys automatically said, we all are going to go over. Yep. So Cody may have been like, yo, Dustin, I want to put you over. And Dustin was like, no. This is yours. Yeah, I, I agree. I also, we're at the main event now. We'll get yeah, to the main event yeah. now. And I will say I am on the fence here. I, this is the one where I actually don't know who's going to win because uh, so the main event, obviously, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, uh, Alpha versus Omega 2. Mm-hmm. And if I recall correctly, um, Kenny won the first one, right? Yes, he did at Wrestle Kingdom. Kenny got So I feel like... Because we got to end up having the rubber match. We got to have the rubber match. So, and I always thought that they were going to have... Kenny won Wrestle Kingdom. 
and then Jericho was going to win on his cruise, and then they were going to have a rubber That's match down think, the line. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen. Everybody, then. I guess everybody thought that. Um, so I, I, now that we're at part two of their of their matches, you would think Chris Jericho would have to win this one. And if I have Hangman winning I was just the Battle say, Royal, Royal, it looks good having Hangman, Hangman versus, versus Jericho, Jericho at All In Two with Hangman beating the legend for the, ch- to, for the championship, and then Kenny and then, Omega potentially versus CM Punk if he comes out. Exactly. That's kind of how I've been looking at it too. I go, it does kind of make more sense now. If you if you don't want the perception being, oh, they just made this vanity federation to put themselves over. Yeah. You know, out of all the elite. There's only one guy out of the group that is not executive vice president, and, and that's is, Hangman. And it's Hangman. And so you go Hangman versus Jericho does put Hangman over in a huge and way. I, and I don't know people are thinking about, well, what about, what about Pac? That comes, he's still going to have his place. He's still going to have a place in the company. And you can still do Pac down the line, down the line. once he's lost the title and, and Hangman's the first champion and he goes, well, you weren't able to beat me. And then, right, that's how it goes. So yeah. you, you, you got to look at this pay-per-view again. This isn't a one-off. Mm-mm. This is the setup. This is the beginning. And in an interview Cody did, he said they have now booked, I think he said the first six to eight months of their of AEW. So They booked it. So this is a show. This is a story now where we're in, we're in storylines. It works. Omega going over is that whole... Yeah, but again, you get Omega versus Hangman Page if he wins the Battle Royal. There's and that's n- not – to me, that looks like more of a Vanity Fed That's match. a Vanity match. That's a that's a All Elite Wrestling is literally just about us. Yes. And, and I hate to say it that way, but that's what, that's what that together looks like. Agreed. But if you have Hangman win the Battle Royal, Jericho wins it. Jericho is all – he is an old school guy who was about putting these young guys on my back. I'm using my name. To bring them up. I don't care about going. I've done everything I wanted to do. When I went and faced Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom, what did he do? He put Omega over. Yeah. He could have. Jericho has that name to come in and say, we'll do the match, but I go over. Yeah. He put Kenny over. So now Jericho goes over because it builds the story going forward. The only thing, the only thing is like, since it seems like they don't want like false finish. You, I, I feel like the main event can't have a dirty finish it can't have no, no. a run-in or a distraction and Let i do fear like I, I do feel like jericho beating kenny clean in the main event is a little troublesome no doesn't show like i mean i know jericho's a legend but like kenny is going to be one of the guys who's gonna be the faces of the company i don't see it as anything troublesome like again when we say clean there could be you know you could have a miscue true Again, when we talk about clean, we're not just talking about hit a code breaker, boom, one, two, three. Yeah. We're talking about he goes for everything. Everybody goes, the angels' wings, and all these different things happen. And there's a succession in this spot that leads to a counter. And it could be a quick, <laughs> that could be something. Mm-hmm. That could be something. We don't have to always have this clear cut, hit a finisher, one, two, three. There's nothing wrong with it, but you've seen so many counters, so roll ups, and things like that. Or you could even have Jericho put his feet on the ropes. Jericho is technically the heel in this. If there's a, do you not think that people will be mad if the first AEW pay per view ends with like a shitty finish? Not, a sh- I shouldn't say shitty. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm just like a, you're not a clean finish. Yeah, it it depends. It all de- again, a lot of things have to play in the fact forward. Um, 
I think people are going to be mad no matter what. <laughs> I think, totally, let's just totally. be honest. I think people are going to be mad no matter what the finish is, no matter what. People are going to say if Jericho goes over, oh, you couldn't put over Kenny Omega. If Omega goes over, oh, you just had to put over the elite guys. Again, there's going to be arguments in either way. Yeah. And I think, again, this goes back to the production and the the people behind the scenes. You have to realize that and not let that get to you. Yep. There is going to be some type of discussion no matter what. Yeah. There's going to be people pissed off. You're never going to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. Never. No matter what. Look, I'm going to go to another uh, promotion real quick. There's The Undertaker versus Goldberg at Super Showdown. Who wants to see this? Not everybody, <laughs> no. but there are some. And I bring up, there's a small mouth. <laughs> very, very small. Ooh, Jesus is, it's his forged in fire audience. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking forged in fire audience. But it's Jericho Omega, as much as the match is great, no matter who wins and who loses, people are going to be upset. Yeah. And so, again, if you're going to pop punk to set up all in two in Chicago, after the match is over, even if it's that quick one, two, three, Jericho rolls out again, heel gloats, goes up the ramp, everything, he's there. Omega's in the ring, pissed off, selling all of a sudden. Music comes out. Everybody's like, he's not there. You don't see him come from the ramp. Punk can potentially come from over the railing. Boom. Yeah, I just called a whole finish to a production of a show. That is what a professional wrestler does. If that and happens, he- though, you're going to look like a fucking psychic, though. Like, everyone's like, damn, dude. Jay Washington, what are the lottery numbers? <laughs> but that's how, you know, those things, you can pop it that way. Yeah. And I'm thinking as a wrestler's mindset that's looking at the fans. It's like, if I'm a fan in the crowd, what's going to have me jump on my fucking seat? Totally. What's going to have me going, oh, shit. Yep. And... Even if you put Kenny Omega over, okay. And it, so here's the thing. You could, because Paige is not going to be a heel, so Paige is not going to attack Jericho. Mm-mm. So no matter what. If, and again, this is all predicated on Hangman Page winning the Battle Royal. Yeah. This is all predicated. True, yeah, it's a very good point. Because I, I will say this much. If Paige doesn't win the Battle Royal and it's someone else, I very much expect Kenny Omega to win. Yeah, it all depends. Yeah. You have to see that. So... It, it, a lot of stuff is predicated on the on the pre-show. Yeah. But if it all falls in that way, then you can have that type of entity. You can have that type of show. Yep. All right. So final answer. Jericho? Jericho. I'm going Jericho, too. I'm going Jericho. I'm going Jericho as well. All right. But I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear who you think are going to win all these matches. Do you think uh, Kenny's going to be the one to beat Jericho? Do you think the Bucks are going to hold on to the AAA World Tag Team titles? Do you think Dustin is going to stick around by beating Cody? Probably not. I don't think you think that. But if, but if you do, let me know anyway. Hit up the comments below. And while you're here, make sure you like the video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. It all helps me out a lot. Helps everyone else out here too. So please, please do it. Uh, I appreciate it very much. Jay, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Jay Washington. It's M-R-J-A-Y. You should know how to spell Washington. Check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash J-A-Y Washington 80 and the Mad Titan podcast. Everywhere you get your podcasts on, I get you caught up on everything that's happening in the Marvel and DC live action cinematic universes. It is barbershop talk for nerds, so come on in the convo. And you got your own wrestling show too. Yes, you can catch me on the Wrestling Compadres weekly on Dragon Wagon Radio with myself, Scott Narver, Dale Rutledge, and Jake Lloyd. We had another compadre but for some reason he's gone to greener pastures yeah i think he's got a new name now he's john quasto in <laughs> nxt so i like the video he did this week on the 24 7 title yeah that was the, good uh, with uh montez and bianca i well, like the one with stokely stokely oh yeah stokely, said, stokely said that he vows to be the first nxt 24 7 champion. champion i love it uh good stuff yeah i 
wanted to make sure you mentioned your wrestling show because I have everyone going like, make Jay come on the show more often. I'm like, well, Jay also has his own wrestling show I where you can hear his opinions. And also, like I said, I, I do do compadres and I also love coming on here. I love talking about the business I spent 16, 17 years in, which I've lost all this weight to get back in shape to try to get back in. So, hey, that's something you just heard. But <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love this business, man. And I love talking about it. Yeah, and I, I do my best to bring Jay in here. I can't actually... I was telling him before we started recording, it was like, I was, oh, I kind of want Jay to come in and do the, the Double or Nothing uh, preview. And, and literally minutes I'm later, he walked in the, in the door. <laughs> and I was like, hey, what shows are you doing today? And he had like this hour gap in the middle. And I was like, oh, yes. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Uh, so I'll do my best to get Jay on here more often, I promise. But in the meantime, make sure you check out everything that Pro Wrestling Sheet is doing. ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's where you can check out all the top stories of the week, youtube.com slash C slash wrestling sheet. That's where you can watch all the videos that we do here. And if you want to listen to the podcast while you're driving, working out, cooking, all that kind of stuff, make sure you search wrestling sheet radio on all podcast platforms. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. Also, enjoy Double or Nothing this weekend. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wrap up the year with holiday cheer at the all-new Busch Gardens Christmas Celebration. Experience a winter wonderland as you walk through eight festive villages with twinkling lights, holiday decor, and entertainment. Busch Gardens Christmas Celebration is a limited capacity event. Select dates through January 3rd. Take advantage of the biggest sale of the year going on now through November 27th. Buy one two-park membership, get one half off during the Black Friday sale. Make your reservation today. Restrictions apply. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.